Hi, you're with Volleyball Explained and our podcast First Tempo. Our guest today is one of the best volleyball coaches in the world. He has coached the national teams of Germany, Bulgaria and Netherlands and now he is the head coach of the Turkish women's national team and the team of Vakavbank, with which he won the Kupsoro Championship, the Champions League and the Turkish League several times. Ladies and gentlemen, Giovanni Guidetti. One example I use a lot of times that I see the best team is kind of music orchestra. First of all, a coach has to be a teacher. I'm trying to spend the same time of my talking, of my interest with the one of 18, 19 and the one of, 12, of certified that is already Olympic champion because this will make everybody pushing. So much for the presentation, but there are many other coaches much better than me. Um, my first question is, um, first of all, in the, in the preliminary uh, conversation we had, you, uh, you said that the situation with COVID now is uh, worse than before in Turkey. And uh, I saw that you have a, a registered, diagnosed uh, member of the team. With, <laughs> so how is it in general with, uh, with all that? Oh. I mean, I think that is like in every part of the world. After summer, of course, there are more cases. And uh, I don't think there are more danger cases. They are just the number is increasing. Like it's, it's pretty normal that can happen. Yes, in, in the team, we are facing some problem. Uh, and so we, I think we have to postpone some matches. But let's see what, what is going on in the next day. There is something we cannot do nothing about. On the merits, my first question is a bit of a provocation. Enzo Ferrari was born in Modena. Luciano Pavarotti was born in Modena and Giovanni Guidetti was also born in Modena. What kind of a car is the volleyball you teach and, and coach or respectively what kind of music? <laughs> Interesting. So I don't have a Ferrari and I don't listen. I don't listen. Uh, classic lyrical music, even if I really understand the, the beauty of this music. So I like totally opposite car than Ferrari because I like big car, like kind of trucks. And <laughs> so the, the quickness is not my, my, my first thing I watch in the car. And like everybody knows, I'm a big, big, big fan of YouTube. And so this is more my, my music style. But I mean, if you, if you want some, some, some very fun fun story, you know, that the sister of Pavarotti, she was one of my gymnastic teacher in school. And my father was, uh, my father was in the same classroom with Pavarotti. Not only my parents' house and is a neighbor with uh, old Pavarotti house in the very countryside of Modena. So we have a lot of, a lot of story coming because also Modena is a really, really, really small, small town, but I mean, and besides that, you know, we, when you're born in Modena, your first sport is volleyball, you know, I think we are the, the, the only city in the world maybe that has this, you know, very, very big characteristic. In Modena, the kids are playing volleyball, they're not playing soccer, they're not playing basketball, you know, so then of course, also, soccer is, is always very, very big, but I believe it's, it's We have for sure more volleyball teams than, than, than soccer team in Modena from all, all levels. So, and we were for many, many, many years, was a town with the top team in women volleyball, top team is men volleyball. So this was 
a great characteristic. So this is my connection with, with Ferrari and Pavarotti. How does a person start coaching when he's only 23 years old? Most people are still studying or almost starting playing volleyball on a decent level in this age. Yeah, actually I started even earlier. You know, when I was 17, you know, my father was, uh, was working in some summer camp and he told me, okay, if you want to, to get some extra money, come to teach in, in the summer camp to the very young kid, you know, and then I started to, to teach the young kid. And I remember when I was 18, 19, I was giving us a private lesson of tennis to take some, to take some extra money too, you know. Besides that, I was a journalist, almost like you. There was no podcast in that moment. There was not so much YouTube, but I was writing about volleyball in the local magazine. And nothing. And then I was, I always play volleyball. So from, from, from the stomach of my mother, probably, I started to play volleyball. And so I was always play, 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 play. And then one moment I realized I was too small to become a professional volleyball player. Then I had a little bit of crisis. And then I went, I focused on tennis. But I never, I never, I never give up on, uh, I never give up on volleyball. And then I started to coach really, really early. So when I was, I told you, 17, the first coach is 18. I was having my 18, 19, I was having my first teams. And when I was 22, 23, I was assistant coach of a, of a professional team near Modena. It's called Spezzano. And then the, the head coach and the club, they had some, some problems. At the very beginning of the season, I think we did one friendly tournament and one official match, something like this. And then they come to me and they ask, so do you want to take the team? And I said, wait a minute. I think yes, but I want to talk with my father. And then I talk with my father and my father said, why not? You, you know the sport, you are a big passion with the sport. And you know, so you will make mistake, but if you are clever enough to understand from your mistake, why not? You cannot start. And I start and my coaching at the beginning was really a, a sharing, was not really a coaching, you know? So I had the luck to have in my first team, the captain of a American national team that she was calling Tammy Liley. And also he had a very big Russian star that was calling Tatiana Sidorenko. And at the same time, some of very, very, very good Italian volleyball national team players like Lori Pagliari and, and Marabisi. And I mean, I have a really expert team. I was probably the youngest in the group. And then I was continuously asking them suggestions, asking them uh, feedback. And like this started my career. How does it help you to, to coach actually players who are older than you? Help me a lot. Help me a lot. I like that. I like a lot because I think that the key of coaching is, is listening more than talking. You know, so of course I like, I listen also young player, but the, the feedback of, of young player, you know, have, have, have less knowledge than the feedback of, of a player, of a very experienced player, you know. So I like a lot to, to talk with the young player, but probably with the young player is more talking than listening. But with the expert player is more listening than talking. And then I try to learn as much as I can from them because, I mean, of course, I have some experience, but what they experience, you know, is in, in their body, in their mind, in their lives during the matches is, is something that, you know, nobody can... can can experiment except who play a very high level. So 
I have also the Lacking Vacuum that in the last year I coached many of, I can say many, I can say most of the best players in the world. And so the feedback that I got is, was always amazing. The first elite national team to be coached by you was Bulgaria in 2003. What are your memories from that period and how do you compare that team to the time to the Bulgarian national team today? I have a great, great memory about, about this experience, you know, because it was basically it was my first experience outside Italy. It was my first uh, national team. And we were training in a, in a camp in the mountain called Visoko. Visoka can be, I don't remember yeah. exactly. You know, and I have an amazing team because, I mean, there was Nelly Marinova, Tony Zetova, you know, and then and, and was, was a good team, was a good volleyball team. Eva Yaneva was very, very, very young. And uh, Teneva, that, that also she made a, a pretty good career. Koleva, that of course, second diagonal behind, behind the tower was not easy, but a great, great person and great player. So, and then, you know, I have Draganesi that was my assistant. So, I mean, It was, was a great experience, you know, really great experience, you know, and for, and for sure I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting some, some people, you know, but also I remember a, a great guy from Federation that, that I still, I'm sure is still working there, so now I don't get the name, but it will come the name also, because I'm terrible with name, and that he was helping me, you know, it's, I mean, it was a great, great experience, and I remember we were training like crazy, like seven, eight hours every day, you know, so it was, it was really, 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 really German, ah, Germanova, Petkova, I remember now, Germanova, great position for us, so Petkova, uh, very strong middle blocker, then very young Rosita Yaneva, and uh, she could have become great player. I mean, it was nice, was nice. I, I, I love this experience, and Tony Detova and Nelly Marinova, They want me there after we work a little bit in, in Florence. And then I was really glad to Bulgarian Federation. They gave me this uh, great opportunity. You started coaching the Curve Bank in 2008 and you are still there. Did you expect that you're going to coach in Istanbul for so long? And what keeps you motivated all the time? In the December of the first season, I spoke with my manager and I say, I want to go back to Italy. The life here is very difficult. It's not easy for a foreigner to live here. And I'm not so happy. So please bring me back to Italy. And was almost everything done. And then at the last moment didn't work with Pesaro. Then we made the playoff. And we failed, miserably failed, because we were first in regular season. And we went out of the first round of playoff against Galatasaray. And the was number eight, of course. And so I went to the president, I said, I'm really sorry, you know, I, I know what, why it happened, but, you know, should not happen. And so I'm really sorry, thank you a lot for, for this amazing experience. And I want to, you know, just thank you and wish you good luck. And the president told me, what are you talking about? We lost, but we saw the way you work and we want to give you another opportunity because we are sure that you will, in the second year, you will not make the, the mistakes you made in the first season. And then, you know, I mean, how can I say no, you know, to this kind of proposal, somebody that gives you this kind of trust? And then, of course, I accepted. 
and then we have a good season, the second one, then the third season happens something opposite. I have many offers and Vakiman didn't have a great budget. And then I went to the club and I say, I owe you many things, you know, so just tell me we can make a decent team. I don't ask a great team. Tell me we can make a decent team and I will stay. I don't care if more money, other club, better team, other club, you know, I want to give you back what you, what the trust you give me back before. And they told me, yeah, Giovanni, I think we can make a decent team. We don't guarantee you nothing, but we can. And so we took foreigner Magozata Glinka, that in this moment was almost forgotten from everybody because she had a baby and she stopped for two years. And we, we had Maya Poljak in this moment and we still have Gozde and we have Jelena Nikolic and we have, and it is one, my wife also, Bartoksoy. And we said, okay, let's see what happened. And this year we won the first Champions League in the history of Turkey. You know, it was 2011. And then, okay, then from this moment, the story, everybody knows the story. Yeah, regarding your beginning in the Bank, I, I can go again back to Enzo Ferrari, who once said that uh, I like defeats more than wins because from defeat you can learn and from a win you, you, don't, you, you can't learn so much. So could you agree um, with such a statement? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, that's why also, you know, I mean, just because it's fresh, you know, we lost the Super Cup and I'm happy we lost the Super Cup, you know. So, first of all, because it's not a cup, it's just a match. You know, a cup is something you, you know, you make it so many matches and you arrive to win a cup, you know. So, Super Cup is really no meaning also because generally the team are changing from, from the season before, you know. So, it's just a match and I'm happy to lose this match, you know, because this given... It give us a lot of thinking. Now we are frustrated. Now we are in the down moment. Now we are questioning ourselves. But this is what makes you better. You know, it's not a coincidence that any big win in a big, big tournament come from amazing defeat. You know, you watch Olympic Games in Rio. This is the best example. China women, they lost three matches in the group. Three. One against us, Holland. One against Serbia. One against America. So, how they can win Olympic? But they won Olympic, you know? They, 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 they play against Brazil the first round. Brazil didn't lose one set. First moment of, of difficulties. Of course, Brazil was not ready for that because the calendar gave to Brazil only easy match. And then but China was ready to this tough moment. And then they won. Brazilian men, if they lose against France in the, in the group, they are out of the group. Yeah, the last match. In the Rio, they would be out of the quarterfinal Olympic Games, the men national team in Rio in their country if they lose against France. So because they lost already some matches before, you know, but they won this match. So they passed, you know, they passed through a very, very tough moment. And and they and they won the Olympics. So in any big tournament, I'm always happy when my team uh, face a defeat. Because this will make you, you know, analyze your team and understand what is wrong and, and become better. In one event before, you mentioned and pretty much compared the volleyball team with an orchestra. How many first violins do you need in your volleyball orchestra? I think you need one. One is more than enough, you know. Or maximum two, I mean, because the orchestra is not made from them, you know? 
because if there is not what is around the first violin, then it's nothing, you know. So I really believe that a, a very great orchestra, you know, an amazing orchestra can cover a bad violin, you know, but a great violin cannot make a great orche a bad orchestra survive, you know, because still the, the sound of 20, 30 instruments, even if are not so important, you know, will, will kill and the great violin. So I really believe that is that the, the, but the key of the orchestra is not, it's not too much about the, the violinist. The, the key of the orchestra is that everybody in the team and in the staff and in the organization, okay? Because when I talk about Wackebank, in my mind is not a Giovanni and the player, but you know, there is Giovanni and the staff and the player. And there is Giovanni and the staff that cleaning the gym and the player, and there is the staff, the technical staff, the medical staff, the, the cleaning of the staff, and the offices people and the player. You know, just we finished, just we did the three weeks ago. You know, one one meeting between us and all the people in Vakibank. and you know, we like a team and the staff. We thanks name by name each worker of Vakibank, You know, so I think around 15, 15 people from the cleaning of the locker room to the, to the accounting person, you know, to the one that make only photocopy, to the one that only change the light and repair the, 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 the shower when they're broken. You know, we, we thanks all of them, you know, name by name for, for what they're doing for us because it's so important. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an organization team. And so the idea of orchestra is really that when you have this man that turned the light, and is motivated to do that and is happy to do that. Like you have the player that enter only for oneself and is happy for that and is motivated for that. You know, like you have the, the, the one that only play this triangle once every 10 minutes. So when you have these small, no, I don't want to call it small pieces, but what is individual pieces, you know, that are connected with the big music and then you have a great concert. You know, this, this is the key of everything. They're just as important as the other ones because they are sometimes the connections between the, the other parts. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, volleyball is the highest, is the highest, you know, explanation of team sport. I mean, I'm not, I don't know exactly all other sports, you know, but I know that in basketball, you can take a ball from your basket and go to, to the other basket, you know. I know that in soccer, you can take the ball from, from your goalkeeper and if you are messy against uh, our staff team, you can make goal alone, you know. But if you are, I don't know, Sokolov, you know, and you play against, against me, you and our five friends, he cannot win alone, you know, because he needs somebody that receive for him, he needs somebody that set for him, you know. So... It, the, on, for me, is really the ultimate expression of, of team sport volleyball because it's really, really about, about team, you know. And, of course, there will be somebody that makes 30 points. There will be somebody that makes one point, you know. But they are incredible connected every single moment of the match. Talking about these connections, what does leadership mean for you? And do you think that every player or, every, or even every member of the staff can, can be a leader of in, in some way for, for himself or herself? 
Oof, about that we can talk for three hours, my friend. <laughs> so I think that, you know, first of all, I mean, leadership is have so many meaning, and I don't want to give only one, you know. But I, I totally agree about yourself, you know. So to be leader, you don't have to be head coach, you know. To everybody has has the chance to be a leader in what they're doing. What means, you know, everybody have the chance to. Uh, try and start for the master of what he's doing. You know, so I don't want employee. I want that my setter want to be the best setter of the world. I want my second setter want to be the best second setter of the world. I want my middle blocker want to be the best middle blocker of the world. I want my bench player try to be the best bench player of the world in this moment. Like I want my, my staff that are much better than me. You know, so this is, this is the job the job of my staff, you know, is to be better than me because I cannot be very good in everything. You know, I am just the one that, you know, my job is, is really, you know, kind of, kind of orchestra director, you know, so I don't need people to see me, you know, people, people don't, doesn't have to see me. People have, I have to stay low and down, you know, and people have to see, the, you know, the, the, the musician. And, you know, my job is to make the music the music sounds good. So this is this is basically my very, 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 very small version of leadership. Have you ever said to yourself, I have to work on showing my emotions less I'm too passionate because you are, and uh, I should put this emotional aggression under control more and something like this? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the the key moments of my career when was when in Germany, I was I started to work with a mental trainer, you know, and then the job of mental trainer he was basically working with me, you know, because he was following our training, he was following us, and you know, and he saw that, you know, the, there was one Giovanni in the training, you know, one Giovanni in the with the team, and there was another Giovanni in the match, you know, I said. I mean, if I, and he was really explaining me that in the match, I was destroying all the good thing I was doing before, you know, because the, the team was incredible, good connected with me. We were training incredible good together. We were having nice and fun time outside the gym. Then during the match, I was able to break, you know, two boards for, for, for two tips that, that we don't take, you know, and, and not realizing that this make the team worse, don't make the team better, you know. So, of course, the... The player understand where come this, you know, that this don't come from my hate to them, you know, but this come from my passion for my job and from the moment, you know. So I, I really pushing every moment, every moment, you know, of my life and the life of the player to 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 really to really do the best that we can every time. And but but of course, I mean, year a year and year, you know, also also me, I grow, okay, a little bit. I still have to grow a lot, but a little bit. And so I understand that sometimes, you know, a, a very good hand in the shoulder give you, give you back much, much, much more than a shout in the face. As you mentioned that you worked with a mental coach, do you think that this is a taboo topic in, in sports to work here with a mental, mental coach, psychologist, something like this? I think it should be mandatory. I mean, I think that every team have an athletic trainer. Okay, so why everything cannot have a psychologist or a, or, a, or a motivator or a mental trainer? I mean, 
call like you want, you know, because it's so logical for me. You know, I'm trying to have in any team I go. It's really very, very logical. You know, I mean, of course, I after 20 years that, that I, I am in volleyball gym and the fitness, in the fitness, I can prepare one schedule of fitness for my team. Okay, and I believe, you know, I can handle one season. But so why I want a physical trainer? Because I'm searching for the excellence. I'm searching for, for you know, the, the, my player should be the best fit athlete in the world. And I know I don't have this knowledge, you know. But so why we give to the body so much important and, and to the brain not so much important. Should be even the opposite, you know. We know that the brain, you know, can do much more than, than the body, you know, that... that we know that a mother that have a child under a car, you know, she finds a way to, 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 to pull the car up. And the same mother, if you go in fitness, maybe she don't do five kilo and five kilo push up. You know, so that means that it's the motivation and, and, and the, 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 the great will, you know, can, can give the power to anybody for, for achieve everything. So I really believe in both. I mean, I try to have always near me best people I can, you know, so the best athletic trainer I can and the best psychologist that I can. My last question is, you mentioned in an interview that Karch Kirai was your idol. Can you tell me one thing you learned from him as a coach or as a player before that? I mean, from, from a player, I, I think like I, I'm in this kind of generation that, I mean, we were watching him playing, you know, like my dog is watching me when I have Parmesan in my hand, you know, <laughs> same, you know, like, like this, you know, so why, why, how a human being can be perfect in playing volleyball, you know, perfect, not good, you know, and so I, I was watching, I, I mean, I was watching him, I, I grew up in this career, in this generation, you know, and then I was trying to make the same like you in the reception, I was trying to, em to emulate his arm swing, you know, and I, 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 I learned so many. I, of course, I, I, I had this book and I'm still teaching something to my player that I took from this book, you know. And so, I mean, it's really, really, really idol, you know. And like every idol and like every excellence in the world, you know, when you meet in person, you know, you understand where is the greatness. And, and the, the one of the, the, the first greatness is the, uh, how much he's humble, you know? I remember I was, first time I met him, I was really all very exciting. I was head coach of Germany. He was assistant coach of the United States. And we sit together. And of course, I made to him million questions. And then he started to make million questions. I said, come on, Karch, you don't need to make questions to me. You are, you invented volleyball, you know? So maybe I am a good coach, but you are God of volleyball. And, and of course, I mean, of course not, you know? So he was a great player. So he wanted to learn how to become a great coach and, 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 and he wanted to learn, you know, so, and I really love, you know, I think soccer should learn from him a lot. I say soccer because in soccer, I see even greatest team in the world, you know, that they have, they took a great player, then the year after he stopped to play, he became coach of an amazing team. I don't want to say that is wrong or bad, you know, and, and you know, and sometimes coaching a, in a high, very high level team, sometimes it's easier than coaching a bad team and an average team. But, you know, think about clearly, you know, that with his knowledge, he wanted to be four-year assistant coach. You know, he could, have, he could have come to Italy, I'm sure he would find a team for like a coach, 
like this, you know, or, or went in any college, take $500,000 a year minimum and have 10 year contract in any college in America. But no, he had a dream, you know, Olympic, win Olympic like a coach too. And he started from assistant coach position. I believe he was even third. I'm not even sure he was second. Maybe he was even third, you know. So this is, you know, an, an incredible lesson that all of us should learn from him. We still learn from him, as you see. You, you said that he invented volleyball in a way. Uh, would you support a, a statement that he invented volleyball of 21st century in the 80s of the 20th century? Something that there's the yeah, reception with two... Yeah, I mean, actually, you know, I like to also, I'm a big fan of coaches also, not only players. And so uh, we have to say that probably if we have to really give them the award of invention, we should give to Doug Bill, you know, that was the head coach of this team, you know. Doug Bill was the first one. Then he put two people receive in volleyball, you know. And when we, when we, we watch him, say, what is this? What America is doing? They are passing with two people in the court. How is possible? You know, and America was the first that invented this, you know, and they already invented the great specialization. You know, the, the, the middle blocker in America it was just covering the team, you know, and they were already blocking in a, in a great reading system even 20 years ago. So I would say the, the credit of invention to, uh, I would give the credit of invention to Doug B, but I will give the credit of, you know, beauty of, of, of watching this game to catch for sure. And you know, of course, when you are when you are a kid and you don't want to, to become a coach, you learn the game watching, not studying the other coaches, you know. So that was the magnificent job Karch did before. Mr. Guidetti, it was a real pleasure to to talk with you about volleyball. And uh, I want to thank you again uh, for being to have this honor to, to talk with you and, and uh, because of the fact that you accepted our invitation to be a guest in our podcast. And thank you again. Grazie mille. And uh, even if I'm not Bulgarian, and, and thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, I, I don't know how this is in, in Turkish. But, uh, yeah. No, no, I mean, also, I'm, I'm always connected with, with Bulgaria. No? So now, three, three, four years, we have been back even, uh, you know, an amazing osteopath that is Bulgarian, you know, Georgi Bivolarski, probably you know him. Yeah, I, I know him, yeah. I, I know the, the name at least, yes. One of the best in the world in his job, you know, we are also friends. I mean, I'm always connected with Bulgaria. Bulgaria is a great, so important country for volleyball, you know, so I'm not here, I'm not telling because of you, because it's obvious, you know, I mean, how many right. great coaches, great players, men and women came from Bulgaria, you know, so it's always, it's an honor to me to be to be part of your podcast and sorry we could we have to delay it every time our meeting but at the end we found no, it, it was a, it was a, yeah uh, the, the fault of uh, of both and thank you again but by the way with all these tours around around the, the europe and the world how many languages do you know do you speak uh no i speak uh, pretty good english pretty good yes. german i mean like every italian with with a travel i can handle a spanish conversation at very low level, and I can survive in Turkey. Survive. <laughs> I can survive in Turkey, and you know, and yeah, in Bulgarian. I don't go over Palacinka and Visoko, Berzo, 
and the blog with Ariam Noru. This is, that's it. <laughs> Uh, thank you again, and uh, I would like uh, again also to thank uh, the spectators today for watching us. I hope that you're going to do it also the next time. Uh, subscribe to the channel, share the, this uh, beautiful podcast with, with Mr. Guidetti, uh, like the clip, and uh, also uh, we have a new uh, Patreon, so if you like our content, you can also uh, support us in, the pa in Patreon. We, uh, we are going to put the link uh, in the description below this podcast and thank you Mr. Guidetti again and uh, I wish you uh, very good luck uh, for the for the for the season and uh, I believe that uh, you, I hope that you're not going to have uh, big problems with this uh, COVID situation we have now because it's uh, it's very uh, yeah quite problematic for for everybody so I hope that things will go right in the right direction easier it's and it's best. so we have to be all very, very positive, you know, because for sure it will pass, even if now is give us a lot of troubles. Thank you. Uh, bye Thank bye. You. And have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye.